In the second and final part of this interview with Lindsay Tremuter, author of the recently released The New Parisienne, we talk about hopefulness for the future and the role that activism will play in this. And of course, Lindsay shares with us some of her favorite recent reads. Enjoy. So going from that kind of French context to one of the future, you know, I, I noticed that kind of optimism, the idea of optimism, the idea of hope, right? Because what good are we if we're just burnt out or overwhelmed? So this idea of optimism and hope for the near and distant future uh, does pop up in the book, kind of reframing the question for you now. Mm-hmm. So having interviewed, having spent all this time with all of these women um, in uh, who are featured in the New Parisian, are you, do you feel optimistic? Maybe not today, but do you feel optimistic that Paris will become more vocal, that there will be this revolution, it will be moved forward and more active against all of the kind of patriarchal, imperialistic systems that exploit in particular women and then black indigenous women of color? Yes. I mean, I got to say that while I was while I was speaking to these women, I didn't feel hopeful they would say they were hopeful and I felt like powerless because of what you were because I was, yeah and because of what I was on you know uncovering and I was yeah. just like how do we go where do we go from here mm-hmm. but the reality since then and since you know since I filed the manuscript we've had the yellow vest movement we've had the pension reform strikes we've had the the march that just happened before you know mm. the pandemic hit yeah the number of women in the streets anti-feminicide movements that all combined showed me that this sort of penchant for resistance and and demonstration is probably what will help you right know, you know in an easier way than perhaps for other cultures who are only sort of starting to put on this Mm. um a more french kind of way of speaking out and i will say that the platforms the social media platforms are really helping this go viral in a way that i don't think we had 10 years ago we just simply couldn't reach the same number of people so now you're getting young people who spend a whole lot of time on the internet who are going to learn about these marches and who are going to learn about these issues in a way that I had to discover much more slowly you you know and I'm not saying it doesn't require work it absolutely does but just the sheer exposure to these things Mm -mm. you know I I feel like we're we're going to see young people take the charge and the women who we see doing all of this work you know if you consider how often they are faced with backlash and threats and you know being ignored or questioned or challenged on 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 television and mansplained talked over if they're continuing this year after year it means they're in it for the long haul and that gives me hope because we can't have people sort of tire out and say it's never going to work i also think that the more we have you know progressive women in leadership in political leadership the more we are going to start hopefully to break into circles that we need to be in um and i say we as a collect you know a collective we but you know i i i think it's i'm I'm not saying that the you know the municipal elections are a big enough sign for what's going to happen in 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 2022 with Mm -hmm. the next presidential election but i do think that it's an interesting sign that so many cities in france have just elected either for the first time or once again progressive women 
to lead these cities um, yeah. and, and many of them with an actual, you know, a, a very strong green focus. Because ultimately what a lot of what I also learned in speaking to some of these women is that the issues of climate affect the underprivileged and, you know, and women more severely. Mm-hmm. So you, we can't dissociate these issues. So the fact that we're having women who are concerned about the climate and are concerned about social issues and, mm-hmm. and rights, these are all very important themes that we need to realize go together. Right. Exactly. It's everything together, isn't it? As opposed to just kind of like, I mean, there are many balls up in the air, basically, um, that, you know, we cannot drop. Uh, again, we as a collective. For... Trying to trying to keep the hope. Yeah. If trying they to keep, keep the, the hope, hope, then I have to keep the hope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good attitude. And I think as well, like um, you mentioned, you know, black indigenous women of color have already been doing this work oh, for yeah. such a long time. So yeah, th- no, no complaining. Like that we, we're just on board, you know, we're getting on board and we're speaking up and speaking alongside. And okay. <laughs> um, we ask every guest who comes onto our show to share some of their favorite books with us. So it could be something that you've recently read or like something that you've loved since you were a kid. It could be the next thing, that, the next mm-hmm. book that you're about to start um, with a particular focus on black, indigenous, women of color, uh, non-binary and trans-inclusive. So, well, first of all, I am in the process of finishing the Vanishing Half by Britt <gasps> Bennett. So Did you hear that it's just been I, bought? Literally yesterday, last night, I saw that she had like what was it seven or eleven auction like auction oh i didn't i don't know how many i just know that hbo hbo got got it it. and she she tweeted the author tweeted something like well this has been quite a month you know because like the book just came out it just came out i have seen it everywhere on bookstagram i know that um in the uk it was published by dialogue books which is headed by charmaine lovegrove who is a fantastic powerhouse of a black woman working in publishing oh good um so you know it's just great news for these kind of the publisher Britt bennett the author you know the actors that are going to get cast in this role the production team we know like you know we've seen beyonce's um baychella um when you have people you know at the top then they influence who actually works on these projects and i gotta say so i'm still i'm I'm nearing the end of the book so i won't give anything away but i will say that it's um i I don't think i've read anything like it before did you read the mothers no it's on my list okay right um I, I, I kind of saw, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I follow a lot of the bookstagram accounts. And so right. I saw the vanishing half come up with a force and then everyone was like, Oh, I love the mothers. And, and the cover looked familiar to me, but you know, I hadn't read it. I mean, I'm also very behind on a lot of my reading. So this oh, is actually no the judgment. most, yeah. but this is also just like the most recent I would say, sorry, the new, the newest release that I've probably ever read. Like the second it comes out, I was like, I am starting it. First so time this, for everything. So this is in my book club. This is our choice for Amazing. July. Amazing. Um, in other fiction that I plan to read because I haven't read it yet is Marie Condé's um, Moi Tituba Sorcière. And so yes. she is, um, this novel has been recommended by you know, like countless women, including some of the women in the book. So um, I have wanted to dig into it. It's been that. on your list for a little while. Fantastic. I will also say, so <gasps> this is nonfiction, but it's uh, called Our Women on the Ground, Essays Ugh. by Arab Women Reporting from the Arab World. Um, and this is, this was absolutely illuminating. and Phenomenal. Just, I the, just, just the stories were, you know, 
you think you've lived things you have not so anyway yeah. amazing and I think that as well what we touched upon uh showing more than one experience you know it is multitude it yes. is multifaceted it is more than one story yeah these these women come that from all fantastic. over the Arab world many of them have yeah. you know spent time in the UK in France yeah. and so you know their, their their experiences and their stories are informed by all of the different areas right. they've lived and reported right. um also another one that I haven't read yet, but it's called We Need New Stories, Challenging the Toxic Myths Behind Our Age of Discontent. <gasps> and Nesreen Malik is a columnist at The Guardian. Oh. She's in the UK. And I saw the book come out and I bought it immediately. And of course, then I got thrown into other things. Um, <laughs> so she's a British Sudanese columnist and features writer for The Guardian. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, and we're talking about issues that, you know, beyond racial discussions i mean she talks about political correctness she talks about mm -hmm. identity politics she talks about um freedom of speech prejudice uh basically all the narratives that have um sort of derooted progressive causes mm, okay gotcha. so interesting there wow. and then the, the other book that i've um this is kind of like my book i think is a book you can pick up and read along the way it's called women on food Ooh. um and it's uh by it was edited by um charlotte Druckmann, and it features 115 writers chefs critics television stars and eaters about being a woman in food right and so Fantastic. this is this is a very diverse group of women um samin nosrat is uh, is featured but so mm. is soleil ho who um, i believe she's the food columnist for the la times uh, carla hall who's a wonderful chef just a whole variety of voices. Christina Gill, who is the co-author of Tasting Rome, is wow. is is featured in this. So anyway, it's just it's really an interesting format because it's a uh, it's interviews, it's um, essays, and then mm. sort of like short um, quick fire questions mm. asked to every woman. Like just to give you an example, uh, do you think there are certain kinds of food or styles? of restaurant or culinary events that are consistently associated with women or more specifically women of color. So, you know, one answer would be, uh, it's always the pastry, man. It's just like, I can't count the number of times I've told people that I was a chef and they said, Oh, I love dessert. <gasps> right. So, I mean, I literally just picked that one out of the, what I'm saying. That is just one of kind of many, I imagine, you know, so it's, it's, and this book could easily, you know, so apply. women, we should know kind of, yeah. you know, what's going on in the food industry. Yeah. Like, yeah. and this also was published by my publisher. So I feel like Aww. it's a good sign that they're into these kinds of hey. conversations. So Abrams <laughs> doing the work. And it does. I, this should be in the UK as well. Okay, great. So, one last book because on. this was in your book club, Circe. Right. And I say that because actually I didn't realize how much of a, a feminist story it was going to be. Right. And I also don't, I was never a fan of Greek mythology and oh, I was really, no, not I mean, you know what? I think I'm not, um, I have trouble with, um, like science fiction and things that ah, feel right. unreal to me. Sure. But this just pulled me in just like, by the way, <laughs> children of blood and bone. Our next book. Right. Which I'm obsessed with. So th there are certain mm. writers who manage to sort of draw me in, mm -mm, but mm -mm. as a general rule, I'm I'm more into sort of the right. the, the present world. So Cersei um, was just like oh, but it was, blew it was, your I, mind. It right? was eye opening, mm -mm, and mm -mm. her storytelling is so phenomenal, so strong, so strong. The way that she wrote Cersei into so many of like the oh. Greek myths, 
the whole the gods oh my gosh the and gods. that's another another book that's going to be turned into a i don't know if it's a film or a series or i what. think it's a tv show and i think we've had a chat about yeah. this i'm less kind of i don't know i'm a little meh about that one because it will just will it be too human well that's the question and then is it going to turn into like a game of thrones kind of yeah I mean, I'll probably totally watch it, but, you know. Oh, I mean, <laughs> out of sheer curiosity. Out of sheer it's, curiosity. It, it's kind of like how I reluctantly saw the new Little Women film, even though I am a diehard 1994 Little Women fan. Is that Winona Ryder? Yes. Forever. Okay. Uh, but, like, you know, if you are fan a fan of these stories and grew up on them, you mm. there is a certain curiosity that takes over. But, right. you know. You may not be you may not be a fan in the end. It's uh, but it's part of the experience. Part of the experience. Staying open is very very important. Well, listen, Lindsay, the new Parisian. I'm really excited about it. I will share the kind of events that you've got going around because obviously a book launch in the time of coronavirus is it's bizarre. A new experience for you. Um, so I'm really looking forward to this book getting into lots of hands. Um, just a massive congratulations for the work, for highlighting this multitude of women doing phenomenal things in the French capital. And thank you once again for taking the time to talk to us. Thanks today, so Andy. much for having me, Lou. Thanks once again for listening. We hope you enjoyed the chat, learned some new stuff. We'll go and do some further reading on things that you'd like to know more about. You can subscribe to the podcast, comment, review, you know what to do. Head to the show notes to find out more about Lindsay, about the book, The New Parisienne, which we hope you will order from your local indie bookstore, as well as all of the amazing books that she talks about. We'll be back soon with another episode. Until then, take care.